And we are live. Welcome back to On The King's Dime, Monday night, 21st of March. Season is still flying along and we're picking up wins left and right. This has been a great run. We're going to talk about it tonight. Uh, there's, there's heaps to talk about because there's lots of good things happening at the moment. I uh, hope the audio out there is uh, all right for everyone. Having some issue, been having some issues lately. Hopefully, I've got them sorted. A little bit of a set and forget from tonight. Hopefully, they disappear from tonight. Everything seems to be all right. But shout out if you can't, uh, if you don't get any audio or something's going on, because uh, that helps us fix it very quickly. Uh, as always, I've got Andrew here with me, the man. Okay, hi. Uh, and yeah, you can find us. We're currently live on Facebook, so give us a shout out on Facebook right now. Um, get some comments in there. Let us know what you think about the Kings. This run continues. Uh, we're also putting these up on YouTube to watch the next day in replay. And then the audio will go up on to the Anchor platform, which is Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So if you want to listen to us in audio format, give us a subscribe and a rating and review. That helps us get us out there to more and more Kings fans. And more and more Kings fans, I think is going to be the uh, order of the day because this run, I think, is going to go on for a little bit longer still. We've got some games to talk about, but the win against the Phoenix the other night, uh, what was it, Saturday night? It was a, it was like a primetime. 8 p.m. game. 8 p.m. tip. Pretty solid win, I thought. Um, 91-89 probably wasn't really the right reflection of the result. Uh, I thought... Thought we were quite comfortable. We let it, you know, slip back, slip away a little bit, slip back into the old uh, habits of, you know, slipping, letting uh, leads slip late in games. But still, I've got that. I just don't feel that uncomfortable with this team. No, it seems like that they have the ability to to play down the line and get the victory. Southeast Melbourne hit a lot of chalky shots in the last kind of two or three minutes as well. So it's kind of like this run's not going to last forever. A lot of chalky shots. We we kind of went away from the staples, the good things that we were doing. Um, you know, those the lobs. How many how many times did I text you going, man, lobs? How good is this? Just like Jalen Adams, so unafraid to throw lobs. You know, he threw him to Maker, threw him to uh, Jarrell. When Cooks comes back, he's going to throw him to him as well. Uh, let's start out. What do you what do you reckon about this team without Cooks moving forward in the in the next few? Have we heard anything whether he's going to be back soon? I think it's it's not a series. I think it's a few weeks, but um, it is a little bit of a worry. I don't think they'll be able to take it to someone like Melbourne without Cooks, but I think we'd be able to get a few wins on the trot. It seems like Maker came back in and actually had a really good game. This is the first decent game he's had, I think, since playing for the Kings. Les Gumby, good shots, some chalky shots, but good shots. Um, Good defense around the rim, not overcommitting. I mean, he fouled out, but he played. He played pretty hard, so you can, you know. Yeah, you want him to play hard. That. that last foul was garbage, too. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the calls no, at the end no. of that game were a bit like, "Whoa!" If we are, if Some we weren't like coming off eight wins in a row or whatever, you know, it'd be it would have been way more salty at the end of that game. Yeah, it was pretty poor refing. Munford kicks out way too much and just gets fouled off for nothing. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I think that uh, this team has some pieces that could slot in. Bilali Bowles was good. I mean, I think Sean Bruce is out for the longest. I think he's out for like 
six weeks and reevaluated. So he's he's may, maybe not going to play the rest of the season. Wow, I didn't actually know that. Was that before the game? Yeah, they said that um, he's six weeks and reevaluated. We're coming into the last forty-two days. That is six weeks. Damn. So lucky we have Bawali Bells as a, a serviceable backup. Hit a nice, hit a nice long J man. Yeah, that was nice. Shooting that was striped, perfect through the hoop, and I think he he's going to get a little bit more time to express himself. But he's got to take those minutes. He had five minutes, one of one from two. You can still see a little bit around the rim. He's hesitant. Like, you know, sometimes you want him to just back himself and just go in and score. Sometimes I look at some of these guys and just think, like, who cares if you get blocked? Like, they, they take the easy option too quickly. Like, oh, there's a guy there. I'm just going to back it out. And you just go, just just take him. But then again, it, it comes close to, you know, running the line of, like, why are you driving into traffic for? That's a bad shot. Get off the court type of thing. So, um, which there, there were a couple. This. Yeah. What a game by Tommy V. He had a blinder. Dude. What a blind. When he just Back got off, like good reefed. When he got reefed <laughs> out of the air. I could not believe that wasn't a flagrant. Like, or like uh, unsportsmanlike. He just went like straight through his body and he went down hard. Like hard. Yeah. I was, I, I had it because I'd, I'd walked away. I saw that and I was like, I can't believe that's not a, that's not an unsportsmanlike. I walked away and thinking like, oh no, he's down. Like he's going to be down. I came back, he's like standing there about to shoot the free throw. I'm like, damn it, this dude is tough, man. He is, mate. That was a bad that's, fall. That's uh, Box Hedovich, but um, no, nah, man, he, he, had a, he had a blinder of shots. Yeah. Made some good layups. Played some good D. And he was plus, uh, plus six on the night on the bench, which is pretty good in a, in a bench of minuses. So you can't really, um, can't really fault him for his effort, though he, he had a, a very good game. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, big game from Jarrell right? Oh. Just beast, blinder, absolute beast, and not forcing it. Like sometimes he forces a little bit, and we've spoken about that a little bit all through this season. It's like don't need to force it, but in this game, we seem to have just so much space. They were sagging off Jalen Adams, like trying to play like aggressive defense on him, and then there's just so much space in the lane, and there was there was lobs. Um, you know, those seams to the hoop, DJ getting these jumpers and floaters and all sorts of, like, shots as well. And he was feeling it. He had a nice, massive long bomb as well. And it's good to see this team. I think there's another level for him to go to. I think they can actually yeah. go to another level offensively. But defensively, it's pretty good at the moment. It's pretty high level, and I'm pretty impressed with the way, you know, we've kind of closed it up, played some pretty solid D, and we're turning that into transition points. And then in the half court, we've looked just worlds better than we were at the start of the season. Ian Clark's had another, you know, three of 10, but he had 13, 13 points on the night, five or six in the free throw line. He, You can see he and, he and uh, Jalen Adams just go like, I only need like half a step on these guys and I've got them basically to the hoop every time. And you can tell yeah. the way the way they play drives us. It's, it's if one comes in, one comes out, and I think that's a good way to be as well. They kind of you can see they've played on the downhill to Clark when Adams comes out, and it's kind of why Bowles doesn't get a lot of minutes because they play everything through Clark. You know, he either shoots the ball or he get, kicks it out to a shooter. Um, yeah, this is a good little good little height rotation. I don't think there's really a lot of room left for a lot of pieces in there, to barring major injury to come down the season. So. 
unless we get some blowout garbage minutes. Mm. And then, yeah, if Bruce, yeah, if Bruce is going to be out for six weeks, then that's it's kind of crucial that we can keep Clark healthy, rotating with Adams. Yeah. We've got Wani as well playing on ball, still not shooting the ball that great, but his on-ball defense has really, really helped this season, I think. And then you can kind of just get Bales 10 minutes here and there, work him up into some sort of uh, little, little uh, seam to get him playing as well. But really... That Bruce one like has the chance, like has the possibility to go into a dangerous like. Ooh, we might need that fourth guard, um, but I think like we're sitting kind of pretty. We've just got like big bigs for days, <laughs> like Tommy, the makers, like Jarrell. Um, you know, even Galloway could probably give you two or three solid minutes on defense. We saw that a little bit last year, but yeah, it's it's coming together just perfectly, and you know. DJ still finding his legs too. Twenty four minutes, fifteen points, five eleven. I thought that was the most like solid performance he's had this year, where you could tell his legs were under him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it was it was a good win. We definitely have the rope over him. It's great to see. Great to see. I don't know how. I still watch that, and I I know. Like I sit there and I'm like, hey, you're gonna she's unplayable. She's unplayable in a small ball lineup. Mm. You look at every other team, they play big fives. We don't play a big five. He's unplayable. And that's the problem is that unless you are, he, unless you can, he can't play on the roll. And that's the problem. This whole Sydney team is just pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. I'm around the curl, pick and roll. They're too quick. Um, and he's he's unplayable. That's why they had Pinot on. And that's why. You know, they had, uh, what's his name? Ashley had to play 16 minutes. Brandon Ashley. And yeah, yeah, if you're getting 32 or 35 in total from Ashley and Chi against this Sydney team at the moment, like we've got so many scoring seams that aren't just, you know, shoot the ball. They're getting to the hoop. They're creating for others. They're like creating space for someone like DJ to get to the hoop or shoot a jumper. You know, Bale's had a, he's probably the smallest guy in both teams and he had a jumper that was, you know, wide open as well. And yeah, that drop coverage with Xi, it's just not really working. I've seen it work though against other teams, man. I've seen it work. Like the last the last month and a bit, they had this little stretch where that's a solid, solid, um, solid play from him and like it was knitting the offense together a little bit. But when they come against come up against us, I think, yeah, you're right, the mobility of Jarrell you know, Cooks when he's there also causes them havoc. And then, I yeah, I, I've got to admit, McCurr Maker had a great game. Like, you know, for where he's at, you know, the last couple of weeks we've kind of gone, eh, struggling a little bit as a kind of younger guy. But I thought it was a pretty mature performance, you know. We just kind of threw him at their bigs and just went, just go wild. Like, you know, you're not going to get yanked. You're not going to, like, obviously fouls out in the end and a couple of those fouls were a bit, uh, bit dodgy. But you just let him loose. And he went to work, and I think it might be a little bit of a confidence booster for him. Yeah, definitely. It was um, it was good to see kind of what you wanted to see all year, and it's nice that it's kind of happening in the back end of the season where everything's kind of coming together lightly, and obviously with injuries, which we can safely say we have not had over the past four years. Mm-hmm. Usually when there's an injury, the whole team just collapses in positions, but it seems like we've got in-and-out glue guys, which is... Um, you know, when we started this season, we thought, oh, well, this, this team is so deep and we're seeing that now. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's come, come full circle all the way to the end, really, right? Like where 
it's kind of knitting together at the right time. We, we had a couple of injuries and we've had Cooks out for a couple of weeks. Now Bruce is out for a while. But yeah, you're right. There haven't been those gut punch injuries injuries that just decimate our ability to, to uh, you know, knit offense together and play defense. Is that on the coaching? Maybe, I don't know. It might be. We, we, we don't see Jalen Adams doing these stupid dives to the hoop, which is where everyone gets fucking injured, though. Mm. It's, <laughs> you know, he, he plays them. But, I mean, I, you know, you, you heard me talking about 40 the last couple of weeks when we played them and just looking at the similar things that he, he was doing. I just think this team plays offense way better. Like, it's just a much better oh, yeah. better gelled team. Everyone moves with a purpose too, which is something that was very obvious when watching us against the tight ends that, you know, if one guy goes in, the other guy goes out. You know, if someone sets a screen, someone moves off ball. And if someone, you know, crosses under the basket, they set a screen, they try and get guys open. And that just wasn't happening last year. And it's, it's I think, you know, the more you play downhill basketball, I think the less you kind of get injured, the less dangerous things you got to do, the less you got to hustle, the less you got to work for your points. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah, I think co- credit to the coaching team because they've done a great job turning this around because really at the start of the season, again, like we said, woof, it was like, oh, this has a chance to be really bad. But currently looking at the table, we are two wins ahead of the Phoenix and one ahead of Illawarra and... What are we? Uh, is it eight in a row? I think it's eight in a row. Is it nine in a row? Eight in a row. And it'd be nice to be hitting the finals probably now, I think. But still, I think this team has like another level to kind of go to and gel at. And yeah, we've got four rounds to go. And hopefully, yeah, we can, we can secure that spot in the next couple of weeks because it's going to be crucial if we can go through the next sort of... Th- everyone's kind of getting back to 20 games played. If we can kind of not have two wins over the next few weeks, uh, sorry, not two losses over the next few weeks, I think we're pretty much a shoe in to make at least that third spot. And then there's a chance we might just breathe down Perth's neck. Um, we've got to play them, so that's a massive game. We've got to play the Hawks, so that's also a massive game. So some some really, really heavy stuff coming up, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. What about this Southeast Melbourne team in general? Like, if they don't make the finals, it's a... It was such a such a good looking team at the start of the season, and then I don't know, just it's, uh, it's just it's not going to solve some sort of depth. That's the problem. It's like the Brisbane team; they always kind of look okay, and then they just shit. <laughs> and, yeah, and Creek know, Creek seems to play like decent against us, but it just never has any reward. Yeah, like you watch him and you go, "Oh wow, Creek, you finished that. Oh wow, like that was that was solid. Like, oh, that was pretty good." And then you just look up at the box score and you see, "Ah, oh, six for seventeen, and they lost." Like, ah, oh, okay. Like, and you think like he's he's had a good game, but really, like you know, he struggled. But yeah, you're right. She struggled. Liafa, I think, is probably better served not playing thirty two minutes. He's probably better off playing, you know, like eighteen minutes and shooting, you know, one of six from three off the bench. And then Adnam, the league's best. Uh, off the bench scorer with the uh, one, the Wilt Chamberlain one for uh, Kyle Adnam. Um, we seem to just yeah. clamp him up every time too, right? He just can't see. Like, what is, he where, the what's the deal with him? Uh, he went to the World Cup a couple of years ago because he was a shooter. And look at this, three points, one of two. Um, they are missing Brooklyn. Brooklyn is, you know, when he's out for the rest of the season. So Yeah, he had that shoulder injury. I saw that happen live. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's just that though. I think, 
I don't know. Munford was pretty good. But then again, like these these bigger type of um, like rangy scorers seem to do really well against us because there's that little bit of extra space around the bigs. Um, and it seems to be a, a way to get, you know, some perches against us is to throw a couple of um, really scoring, like your Franks, like Patterson maybe, um, you know, some of these scorers from like the Taipans over the last few weeks. Um, it's usually not shooters that shoot the ball well against us. So I'm wondering how we're going to go against uh, Melbourne if we come up against them in the finals. Uh, and then, you know, through the end of the season, there's a there's a little bit of basketball to play. And I think it's in our hands. I think that's something we've not had in the last two seasons. Uh, well, I, think, I think if we manage to beat Perth this week, we've got, then we've then got the Jack Jumpers um, away. Um, yeah, I think we've got we then away. Then we've got 36ers and away, the Breakers, yeah. which should be a shoe in a week. Should be. Should be. And then we've got the Hawks. And then we've got um, the Hawks again and the Taipan. So it's not the easiest to front in, but we've got two games. Which we really need to, if we beat Perth this week, I think we're kind of, you know, on the home stretch. You know what I mean? I think For this sure. is the biggest game. It's a massive um, game. They're coming off multitude of wins as well. Um, it's a bit of a... They've got, they've got, they've got a nine-game home. Yeah, good on them, you know. Um, fair fair enough, I guess. They've, they've kind of played most of their games. Sorry, say that again. That, you know what they're like at REC Arena? Home yeah. <laughs> is it just them? Or is it... Uh, I suppose it is just them, the guys in the grey as well, or the green. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I think I think it's looking good. We can sit back. Not, not not much to whinge about, not much to complain about. It's just put the feet up and watch this team play really good basketball. I think it's just a joy to watch. And I think Buford deserves so much credit too because the more I see of him in general, the more I've kind of misguided, like I misguided Will Weaver and Buford a little bit, like you look at Will Weaver and then you look at Buford and you kind of, it's easy to think, wow, those two are like, might be the same in terms of like American basketball coaches. Um, but you, you look at the passion, the attention to detail of Buford and Will Weaver was kind of like a silent assassin in that kind of sense. But he had the huge brain, he had the galaxy brain to go with it. But I think Buford, like revving this team up, Buford feels like he's kind of on the level with his team and everyone's firing as well. And I think, um, that's kind of propelling us too. Like, and we didn't, I don't think we really had that last year. Um, the more I kind of rack my brain and think about these performances from last year, I don't think we had that. Like we had, yeah, yeah, we're all in together, but really all we're doing is running up against brick walls and no, not getting anywhere. So I think like that kind of had like a bit of a loop back effect, whereas this year we're actually doing things and that momentum's propelling us. And that's, you know, it's great to see. I think everyone deserves that on that team. It's a great team full of camaraderie. Um, full of good dudes too. Some of the uh, some of the MBLs kind of better better dudes from around the league. Uh, three two one. Three Jarrell. Three Jarrell. I'm going to give two to Maker. Maker too. Yeah, I think he had a, a, a you know standout game and one to Tommy V. As it's been a while. Tommy V. Yeah, it's the him. old uh, Tommy V. Reign supreme. I am. Why did my one? I mustn't have saved it. I had um, DJ for two, and then I might give uh, McCurr the uh, the sneaky one. McCurr might become my sneaky sneaky one man. 
I mean, Jalen Adams had eight assists, which is just crazy. And, you know, it, but every, every time, like every time you can see off a of one dribble, as long as that guy cuts, he has so much space because they overcommit. He knows the angles. He's that quick that he's get, he gets a step and has an extra step to, to, you know, make that dime. Like, it's so dangerous. And it just shows you, like, if he wasn't a scorer, he'd have, like, double-doubles every night, like, easily. Like, because all you do is get get him off that um, get him off that high screen, get the dude to hard cut, and he's there, like, almost every time because everyone's got to overcommit, especially in that um, Phoenix team where there was so much, like, Ashley would just overcommit crazy because there are some bigs in this league where they just have to do it because that's kind of how they play. And then you, you, I'm sure the Clark and Adams have kind of worked this out. Like, they will just look at certain guy, uh, certain bigs and just go – that's a guy who loves overcommitting, like your Hodgson's, your Salt from Brisbane, um, Franks and Patterson are similar like that, um, your Jarways and those guys who you know yeah. they have to overcommit. And they've just taken it and just like, look at this little wrinkle, we're just going to rinse this, you know, eight assists. That's great. What a, what, a, what a pickup, man. You said it at the start of the year and then you said Clark was a great pickup. What a call. It was great. Um, all right, let's do tips for next week. I haven't done it again because I've been busy. But let's go and drag this over here. No one can see what I'm doing. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. And go next week's games. Just make sure that I'm doing the right round. And it is Breakers and Bullets to start. Breakers. Breakers. There. They should be winning more, man. Yeah, um, the bullets I have a hard time with sometimes. Um, I'm going to go bullets, but it could be the breakers, man, in one of those games. It's a Cairns Convention Center, so it's an away game for the breakers. Yeah. Well, a home game, brother, away for the bullets. Perth Wildcats are at RAC against the Jack Jumpers. I'm going to Jack Jumpers. Oh, wow. You need points, bad. Uh, then we've got Cairns at home to the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. I'm going to go Cairns. Uh, we'll go to the Phoenix. Uh, Brisbane Bullets versus the Jack Jumpers. Brisbane are at home. Yeah, Brisbane. I'm sneak. That's one. That feels like one of those Jack Jumpers. And the Jack Jumpers just out of nowhere. No one expected them to win, and they win. Uh, then we at home. Uh, sorry, at RAC against Perth, Sydney versus Perth. Kings. Yeah. Kings. I want the Kings to win this, man. That'd be massive if we just, you know, pull the pants down. In RAC, that's all set up for, isn't it? Um, they have to play as well. An early game, a little uh, Thursday, Saturday for you. Sounds good. Uh, Thirty Sixes versus Southeast Melbourne. Southeast Melbourne. The Knucks. Uh, then we got Melbourne United at home to the Hawks. The Hawks. Hawks. Wow, I'm going United. Breakers are finishing up the round in Cairns as an as an away game against the Taipans. Types. I might go Types as well for that. Just one of those sneaky. The Taipans. Taipans. The Taipans win. By six, and it's a pretty rough game. And that rounds out tipping for this week.
Tipping, tipping, tipping. I'll have to put the ladder up. Probably do that tomorrow afternoon when I get home. And shall we talk just quickly about this upcoming game? I think so. I think it's it's going to be a tough game to kind of get. Um, but I think we have it over Perth, man. I think we match up very well. It'd be interesting if Cooks makes the journey over. Um, I'm kind of hoping he does, but if he doesn't, I think that um, we can we can match up pretty well against what they're throwing at us. They really do don't have a good five man, and I think that's really where they fall down. It's just Bryce Cotton and Vic Law running around like absolute nut jobs and and shooting like absolute you know legends. But that's that's pretty much their team. It's not it's not one what it once was. It's just that Bryce Cotton is the best player in the league. And still mm. is like it's him and Jalen Adams, like and what he can, what he can do to teams, and and you know just how you have to follow him around. But I think Wani Wani uses that that guy that can, you know, pester him a bit enough to throw him off his game. I don't think a lot of teams have that's just literally like, you don't need to do anything but just run after him the whole game. So I would it's it's going to be an interesting interesting battle. The biggest thing they've had this season is um, those overcommits are giving Vic Law so much space. Like you overcommit on Cotton yeah. and you give Law way too much space. And he just shoots the ball. Even from when he was playing with Brisbane before he got injured, man, like that game where he just torched us, I think he had like six from seven in the first half and we were just like, gee, wow, like this guy cannot be stopped. And in that team, there was no like big wing to, to stop a guy like that. And in this team without Cooks... I feel like there is also still kind of no wing to stop that. So that might run amok a little bit. But at the same time, it's also one of those, um, well, he's just going to run amok, right? Because that's what he does and that's the, that's all well and good. That's all known. Um, we know he's going to run amok. So you accept that. And if you kind of clamp Cotton and try and keep him under 20 points or keep him to around 20 points, because it's a, definitely a tough ask to get him... Uh, you know, anywhere near the 20, like, you know, anything under 20, you're having a great night if you do that. But at RAC, without Cooks, we're going to struggle, but I want to see this. I'm still like, I want to see a litmus test like this for this team um, because I think what happens will define the next few weeks in that game, right? Because if we lose and we yeah. lose good, then we can at least go, all right, we've got that test out of our way. Now we can rebuild and work back up into it. It might be one of those kind of, oh, well, I'm glad we had that loss, really galvanized us type moments. But and then if we win, it's a nice springboard into, you know, continuing on our merry way. Um, so I think, yeah, this game's kind of coming at a pretty good time with uh, two months left, uh, two months, two, uh, four rounds left in the season. Um, I, it's, com it's coming to a good crescendo. I'm not as stressed as I was. Nah, it's the <laughs> wins, man. The wins. They're so good. They make you feel so good. You watch it, rewatch it, you reanalyze, you look at this team, you appreciate it. Just the stress of like that team last year, just like the whole time going like, oh, oh, oh my God, we just won a nail biter. Oh, oh, we lost a nail biter. Like takes its toll on you, man. And um it's just a good team, fun team, good all round team, great team to watch, and just great dudes too, like I can't can't explain enough how good how good of fun we're having this season watching this, just without the stress. Um, but this this Perth team, Norton's been a little bit ineffective. He had one like monster game the other night. 
you know, you got to always worry worry about him off ball if we're you know doubling Wagstaff and Hodgson is just like Hodgson sort of come into his own a little bit, but you can tell this Perth team is just like, Ugh. like Ugh. we you know we're not gonna like run offense for you, Maddie. Like, and there might be a little bit of a uh, a spark from that that moment that DJ had with him a few weeks ago or a month, a couple of months ago, um, but. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of without even without Cooks, this is still a, a, a winnable game. I'm not sitting here going, we should win this game, and I'll be disappointed if we don't win it. But I think there's definitely you know a lot to take out of this game if we don't win, because um, they got pushed pretty hard by New Zealand. Uh, they were down, I think, a, a fair bit at halftime. No, they, they were down probably about 12, 13, and then it, they came back at halftime. So it's going to be interesting. They, they play Thursday night too, which is massive, and it's a it's a decent game against the Jack Jumpers. Like it's not a it's not a Melbourne or it's not a Illawarra or something like that where they're gonna go full out. But yeah, this you know couldn't be a better time to play them, man. I'm looking forward to it. So indeed, indeed. All right, and the good times roll on. I guess we'll uh, leave it there. We're capping these at thirty minutes because the the times are so good. It's a shame I don't have any extra time to do any analysis because some of the stuff we're watching now is great. Lobs. I'm just so glad lobs are back. And he just sees him. You, I see him. We see him. He sees him. And you're just like, oh, the best. The best play. Uh, but as always, yeah, you, we're live right now on Facebook. So give us a, uh, a like and a subscribe if you're on Facebook. We'll put this, uh, I'll put this up on YouTube for tomorrow to uh, stream. And you can watch it like we're live tomorrow afternoon, probably about 5 o'clock. I'll set that to go. And also you can listen to us in audio form on Anchor and on Apple podcasts on the spotify platform and on google podcasts and as always we will see you guys next time on the king's dive